Welcome to the 859 Insider Podcast. I'm your co-host, co-founder of the website, Noah Ziegler, alongside my good friend, co-host, and co-founder of the website, Adam Conradi. It's been a little bit. We uh, you know, we've been paying attention to baseball and the softball uh happenings throughout the throughout the year so far. It's been hectic. It's been really hectic. There have been a couple of uh couple of shot you know a couple of games that have been sticking out in terms of upsets but that's just baseball in, in its nature uh or i guess in its natural state you know you're always going to get the crazy stuff like last year's regional tournament and uh we're going to talk a lot about what the um kind of the or the first half of the season really looks like in terms of how the postseason could shape shake out but of course anything can happen after i mean obviously with a month left about i think in the uh, regular season but um, Adam, how are you doing? Obviously, the weather is getting much warmer, much more baseball weather. Um, I, I got to experience it yesterday at the Nationals game. That's as much as I want to talk about the Nationals game. <laughs> um, beautiful ballpark, not a beautiful team. But Adam, how are you doing on this uh, fine Saturday morning? Uh, yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, the weather's really starting to get better, starting to feel like it's really baseball season, uh, getting the heat, a lot of double headers on Saturdays. We're getting right into the thick of it. Uh, just about halfway through the season and yeah we're ready to dive right in yeah so it's uh it's it's been it's been a fun season so far we've had a lot of interesting sort of happenings i know we're going to talk about some of the top teams some of their uh players what they've been able to do so far this season um we're going to talk a little bit about the all a regional tournament as well that that championship game was just about as dramatic as possible and or it's weird dramatic yet not dramatic at the same time the final score doesn't tell you the whole story at all whatsoever but we'll talk about that in a little bit but uh, I think the team that definitely deserves to be talked about right out of the gate is the Connor Cougars they are 13 and 2 they're 6 and 2 in the region so far Uh, they just from top to bottom statistically they have some really really talented players i mean just to even start cody henson leads the way he's got a 459 batting average and he's got 13 rbis to tag along with it as well uh rex richter's batting 390 he's got nine stolen bases braden stidham's batting 381 14 rbis four doubles and a home run Aiden Lawrence batting 385, Jackson Bucks 311, Logan Tucker 414. Like these are all in, in just insane stats. And mm-hmm. Connor, Connor's got it all. Connor really, they have it all. And it's one of those things where you can you can really tell. It's like, okay, what what makes a team good enough to dance through the region and potentially win the region and go on to the state tournament? It's exactly what Connor has. And I mean, Adam, even their pitching too is just it, it's just incredible. But with that combination too, it's, I mean, really, really what it comes down to it is depth. Like as long as you have the depth, because then in that case, God, God forbid you, any team has to deal with the injuries, obviously in a perfect world, but whatever happens, Connor has enough pieces to already have someone else step up. Right. I mean, I mean, just looking at what they have. Yeah. I mean, successful season in school history that ended in disappointing fashion in early regional exit. And it's that one personally, a lot of bullets and board material, and they are just absolutely hitting the ground running this year. And this Connor team is very, very scary. And I would not want to see them come May in the regional tournament. Mm-hmm. I, I I wrote down on our notes that uh, it, it could be an early regional favorite, which uh, like you said, it's, it's, they've got to have a chip on their shoulder right after last year. And though famously, Jacob, uh, for us, Jacob was the only one to pick NCC to beat Connor, which 
as an NCC grad, you kind of looked at that. And you're like, all right, respect, whatever. You got to do what you got to do. But um, he was right. <laughs> he was damn right. And it, it, I feel like the chip on their shoulder, too, is just something that you it's very easy to kind of get your team around, like it, especially mm-hmm. like it, it, think it, I think back to Travis Kelsey and how everyone made fun of him when he was trying to say, oh, everyone, uh, you know, nobody believed in us, which kind of like exactly like i get what he was saying when tyreek hill left not to get off topic but when tyreek hill left i get that people thought the chiefs weren't going to be as good but it was like dude you're the chiefs you still have the best quarterback in the league you have the best tight end in the league and you know that's when you know someone in that locker room is just trying to manufacture some adversity which Mm -hmm. not to steal from titus and tate to uh rest in peace um to you know get too soon yeah yeah i know it's it's still 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 a tough pill to swallow but um but like with for connor it's like you don't need to manufacture anything you have the adversity already and the adversity is last year did not end the way that it should have at least in their eyes and they're back and obviously they're loaded they're they're loaded and they're going like and whether or not that means just in this region or beyond the region I guess we'll find out because there are plenty of other teams that are really good as well. For example, moving on the Ryle Raiders, they're 10 and four. They're six and one in the region. Um, similar to Connor, they've got a lot of good batters. Uh, Adam Roman Feruda, who's batting 450. He's got three home runs and 21 RBIs. Uh, Tate Cordray is batting 415. Josh Coddles at 417 with 12 RBIs. I mean, they've got a, a solid ace as well. I mean, Riles, again, I mean, Riles always one of those teams that's always going to compete, right? Yeah, Riles always got a competitive team out there. Uh, ever since Joe Ayler took over as coach, uh, he's been done an absolutely fantastic job. And Coach Rosal before him, who uh, has the field named after him uh, now, I believe that was last year they did that. Uh, yeah, great guy as well. Uh, always a well-coached team with a lot of talent. And this just looks like another Ryle team that's ready and Man, the 33rd district is going to be tough this year from top to bottom with Connor and Ryle at the top. Boone County's sneaky. Uh, they had a win over Connor already in districts this year. And also you can't can't forget about uh, Cooper as well. I mean, they always have a lot of talent. They've had a rough start to the year. But when you have a lot of talent, you just need one great pitching performance to get a win come district and regional time. And there's a lot of teams that can do that. Mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. A special special shout out to that district, by the way. You, you mentioned this before we started recording. Love how they schedule those district games. Having those yeah. back-to-back home. That's away, awesome. Like, that is so cool. Because it gives that actual like th- three-game series feel. And you can't do that in high school. But like you know, you get that series feel to it. Of the, you know, the, it, it is really cool. I like how they set it up. Other districts, take note. But, Definitely, yeah. yeah. It's a cool and setup. Take, exactly. And I mean, there. Clearly, that district knows what they're doing with baseball. So, really, actually, everyone should be taking notes. But, um, you know, another team that I think is always always around and being competitive, just because that's that's who they are. It's the school, no matter what, any sport they're in, they're always going to be competitive. It's Covcath. They're currently eight and three. They're seven and one in the region. Um, I mean, they've just got a lot of firepower too. I mean, Jonathan Fitz is batting five thirty one. I mean, that's he's got 12 RBIs, 10 doubles. You see San Diego come in. Exactly. Like, if you're going to California to play baseball and you're from Kentucky, you're pretty damn good. Um, I mean, they've got other players like Jackson Reardon batting 439. He's got nine RBIs, and he's got 
four doubles and a triple two. Uh, I mean, you got Max Laurie batting three sixty eight. Just, I mean, Cubcast, again, Cubcast is one of those teams where you really can never, ever, ever count them out, no matter, no matter how good or bad they are. And this year, they are really good. I mean, Coach Crumplebeck's definitely got the boys in a good position so far. Their only losses were uh, to Simon Kenton, which was ten to nine, and that was a couple nights ago. Um, and again, obviously, losing ten to nine. It's kind of like, all right, at some point in the season, teams are going to have those types of games. They also lost a Baden from Ohio, 6 nothing. Uh, they also lost a Ryle, 5-2, to two, albeit that was toward the beginning of the season on March 29th. So, um, I mean, Cuffcast is going to be, Cuffcast, they're just going to be in contention always, right? I mean, they, again, kind of oh, like yeah. Ryle, where you know they're always going to be hovering around no matter what. Yeah, they're always going to be a well-coached team with a lot of talent. And uh, Cuffcath, as we mentioned last year on the podcast, they were a very young team. And now this young team is really starting to round into form. And shout out their pitching staffs uh, through uh, 11 games so far this year. They have a team ERA of 2.51. That That is oh pretty gosh. ridiculous. Led by senior Chris Young with a .78 ERA on the mound. He has 18 strikeouts to only three walks in four starts this season and 18 innings pitch. So he has just been absolutely lights out on the mound. Um, but is I mean, speaking of Cub Cath, I mean, just down the road is a similar boat where it's another team that's that's always going to be there, but they've got loaded with talent. And that is the Beachwood Tigers, uh, led by Cameron Boyd. Again, you can't really it's hard, it's hard to miss a player like him. He's got 22 RBIs this year so far. He's got four home runs. Batting five twelve or five twelve, I, I mean, tied for the lead in the state and home runs <laughs> exactly. last year, picking up exactly. right where he left off. Exactly, it's like this guy just doesn't stop. He's not, ne- and he's never going to stop. I mean, they've got Ben Meyer also batting four thirty three, uh, and they've got Mason Preston at four fifty five, and I mean their pitching is pretty solid as well. I mean, Beachwood is again right in the position, and I, I right in the position to compete for the region once again, but. Um, I mean, we'd be remiss to not talk about they've already won the all a region this year. We we got to talk about their championship game against St. Henry. I mean, Adam, they they come back from four to one going into the top of the seventh. I down mean, to their last strike, too. Down to the last strike multiple times, too. And I mean, it, it just it was it, we it, there was no stream of it. So we were paying attention on Game Changer, but it was four to one. I believe there was a runner on third and that runner there, it was two strike or two outs, two strikes. I don't know if it was two balls as well, but um, two strikes. And then I think it was a double brought the run in and then eventually it was four, three. And then there was another two, two out situation. Was it four, three? It was four to two with the bases loaded. Okay. Yep. Four to two with the bases loaded. I believe it was two strikes, a couple of fouls, you know, one of those things where it's like everyone's watching and then bada bing, bada boom, kid hits grand slam. And uh, yeah, <laughs> it's Beachwood takes the lead. And eventually and Caleb no got a couple. great video of that on Twitter. If you want oh, to see it as well. Right. Yeah. We got to We got to re retweet that. We definitely retweeted that, but um, I mean, it, it just one of those things where, I mean, you hit a grand slam at the top of the seventh when you're down. I believe it was his first high school home run too, or was it? Was it his first yeah. hit? Or was I, it, I, it, I don't know if it was his first hit. It was his first high school home run, though. That I mean, that's the stuff you dream about. Exactly, that's incredible. 
And, <laughs> and Beachwood adds another couple runs. They scored nine runs in the top of the seventh. Nine! And defeated St. Henry 10-4, to four, I think, was the final. Um, Yeah, <laughs> it, it sucks. Um, it, Because... Or it sucks for St. Henry because you get you get to the point where you're three outs or you're not even three outs, but you're one strike away from winning the region. And that's an upset. I mean, St. Henry beating we're we keep talking about this, how St. Henry is a pretty good team. They've got a lot of talent. Uh, then they oh they they know how to hang with the good teams, but they're they're just not putting the final piece to the puzzle. And that's a prime example. I mean Giving up, I mean, Beachwood can always score. I think Beachwood can score nine runs against any team in this state, but it's just that's just one of those things where it's like, damn, you get so. But it's just one of those innings that you'd want to forget, and that one of those innings you would rather happen in the sixth, in the fifth, but not the top of the seventh, especially in that in that sort of type of game. But I mean, Adam, what the Beachwood? Beachwood's again, they're nine and three overall, nine and one in the region. They, they, we talk about the regional favorites. I mean, again. They're they're one of the the usual suspects. They're always going to be up there. They're always going to be yeah in that conversation. I mean, yeah, we led with a uh, Connor as our regional favorite, but it's hard to count out Beachwood. I mean, they've won the regional tournament the past three years that it's been played. Obviously, it didn't get played for one year with the COVID season. So they're the three time reigning champions and nine and three start nine and one in the region, led by Cameron Boyd, one of the best hitters in the region, if not the state. I mean. It is very hard to count this team out. It's a it's a real shame that they don't have Mitchell Berger playing this year since he uh, met, hurt his knee in uh, football season. He would have been an absolute game changer on this team, but they're still ridiculously talented, and they play very good, sound Beachwood baseball. Kevin Gray has done absolutely unbelievable things with that program ever since he took over as the coach, and I, I just don't have I, – I have so many great things to say about him like it. It's truly incredible how mm-hmm. great of a job he's done with Beachwood. Mm-hmm. And a, another, uh, I mean, they're they're going to have another year where, or actually, let me let me backtrack. Like you said, Mitchell Verger being out is one thing, but we talked, or I talked about Connor having the depth, but Beachwood always has that depth too. I mean, to fill in for mm-hmm. someone like Mitchell Berger, you need a lot, and they've done that, and and then some. So, and I'm sure I'm sure he's involved as well. You know, I'm sure he's in the in the dugout cheering everybody on. And that's kind of one of those things that you like to see when, you know, even though someone has um, is, is an unfortunate of a situation that Mitchell is in with his injury, having that sort of, I mean, the hype man, the the bench hype man. I mean, everyone jokes about the players, the walk-ons at the end of the bench on some a team like Kentucky or Duke, you know, being the hype men or whatnot, but you need those types of guys, the, the, the culture guys per se, just to kind of actually sort of, keep the keep the attitude up so i'm sure even even if mitchell's not able to play on the field and you know give his sort of skill on the field i'm sure he's helping out in more more ways than i mean as much as many ways as possible i guess quote unquote off the field or off the diamond albeit still technically on the diamond but you know we won't get into schematics about that yeah i mean knowing his dad i'm sure he's having a hard time not uh, being on the field this year, but he's doing everything he can to help him out. I mean, I, I don't know if I've said this before, but his dad literally fixed my swing when I was like 13 years old at the yard. So shout out to Mitchell Berger's dad. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty interesting. I'd have to, might have to get him on. We, we, we've been talking about this. We, we might have a little series with, um, 
Well, we definitely have one series that we've been meaning to kind of actually work on. It's the content creators in Oregon, Kentucky. We talked to Landon Hopper a long time ago. Um, I know Trent Grayson, I think, hit us up afterward and said we need to get the series going. So we need to do that. Yeah. We should also talk with some of the trainers. I mean, we've got Neville's up here. I mean, shoot, King Antonio Robinson came here because of a trainer. Yeah. It, it, or came to Beachwood for that. So we should, the training, the training, I mean, Newport is what, well, I mean, Newport is getting really good because of the amount of connections they're getting from the training facilities that are ran by someone at Newport or someone involved at Newport. And honestly, that is, it's just a great thing about Northern Kentucky that we have as many good coaches and trainers as and we do. And D1 training, uh, Charles Johnson, Hebron mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, exactly. And we've, I mean, seeing, seeing a place like, I mean, everyone knows Griffin elite because I mean, it's hard to miss it when you drive by, but yeah, Griffin elite and ASAP. Uh, we're the main two now there's exactly it's really exploding and, and exactly. it's just great for all the athletes i remember i mean remember when we were in middle school and all the kids who were already going to asap it was like yep those are those are the kids who are going to be playing on friday nights and playing high school basketball a lot because that yeah those training those trainings are seem to be brutal but hey they're clearly working which is just again another that's just how you got to do it and that that might that might be one of the just topics of discussion that we have to bring up but that's how you, I mean, from the bottom up, that's how grassroots development happens. And it's really cool to see it all come coming to fruition, especially in, I mean, in more in pretty much every sport at this point. I mean, you're seeing it in baseball, basketball, football, soccer, any, any sport, but um, I mean, volleyball, we were already a powerhouse of a region. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and cross country too. Like, you know, yeah. they already some of the stuff that was already there, but it is cool to see that. But um, back to baseball. I think the final team that really can make some noise in the regional this region this year uh, is the Highland Blue, Highlands Bluebirds. Uh, they are they've got a couple of really really talented players. I mean, Drew Barth's batting four twenty four. Uh, Ryan DeBerger is batting four twenty one. Bertie Benke. We talked a lot about him already. Three um, sports stud football. Yeah, exactly. Like this. Oh my gosh. Um, he's batting four fifty. Cody Foreman, he's batting the Blake Maislin four four four. He's he's. I mean, it's just some of these players, man. There's so much talent this year, and it's gonna be so fun come regional times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, another another team you just can't count out. Just like how how Beachwood, uh, I talked about them. I mean, you forget before Beachwood Highlands had won three straight regional tournaments, and they've been competitive ever since. I mean. They've always got a good team out there. Jeremy Bioni is one of the best in the business when it comes to high school baseball coaches, and he knows how to develop players. And, yeah, uh, their pitching staff, always very solid, known to produce great pitchers. Also, shout out Drew Rahm, having a great start in AAA this year. Might be seeing him uh, playing in the big leagues fairly soon. Oh, yeah. if he, I hope he has his first start at Camden Yards because then I could actually make the trip up. And, hey, if you're interested to come up, if you want to do that. I am. I am. Um, so, I mean, for Highlands so far this year, they they got off to a good start. And March 23rd, they beat Beachwood 10 to 2. Um, obviously a statement win, but that that's, that is awfully early. So it's kind of one of those things where you, you, you take it into account, but this, the, the long season – um, and then just actually yesterday, yesterday being Friday, they did lose to Connor four to three. Um, a couple other good wins. They beat Dixie Heights five to one. Uh, they have lost to Campbell County four to one, but just I mean, they lost to Connor ten to nine as well earlier in the season. Actually, their first two games 
were a 4-3 loss to Ryle and then a 10-9 loss to Connor. So this team, kind of like what we said about St. Henry, how they they clearly can hang with almost anyone they play. It, it, and Highlands might be a little bit better than St. Henry in that regard, but they clearly can compete. It's just a matter of actually getting across the finish line or, or getting across home plate. Um, and Highlands has a game against Simon Kenton in the Doc Morris Invitational tonight. Um, or excuse me, well, today or tonight. It doesn't have a time listed here, but um, that would be that would be one to keep an eye on just to see how, how they do. How You know, again, one of those good litmus tests for them. Um, but, you know, speaking of St. Henry, speaking of Boone County, I think, Adam, those are two teams that, could make some noise and by noise i mean they might play the role of ncc last year where they make a, a huge uh mm-hmm. first round of the regional upset um they're kind of you know play spoiler for somebody at least but um i think boone has the potential to do that obviously beating connor you know earns you some uh credibility there saint henry again like we said multiple times they were a strike away from beating beachwood so they clearly have the tools there I think another team that's pretty good is is Dixie Heights. I mean, they've got a couple of solid players. And I mean, so far this year, I believe Dixie. Yeah, Dixie is six and nine this year, which, you know, obviously you'd like a better record. But I mean, Ethan Bosley is batting 440. Uh, Brock One of the best Rice, catchers in the region. Mm-hmm, and Brock Rice, another Blake Maislin, he's batting 444. Sean Mitchell's batting 333. I mean, they they have they have the pieces there too and it's going to be well it's going to be interesting to see how that district that district shakes out wow that was a tough tough sentence to get out um it, the colonels and st henry play april 25th that one happening at dixie um i mean adam is i mean i hate to i hate to kind of quote unquote write off any team in the region cuz anything can happen but i mean realistically i do think it is more like the teams we discussed i think are the true contenders that could actually put the three wins together, win the region. Um, but is are there any other teams that you think maybe could play spoiler? Whether or not that's um, in the first round, maybe they also tack on another one in the regional semis. Is there anyone that maybe sticks out to you, or do you think do you think maybe we we kind of got them all covered in terms of the main teams and then some of the teams to watch? Uh, yeah, I I think those are probably the main ones. But I mean, my other pick would probably. I mean, even though they're three of twelve at this point in the season, one and eight in the region, uh, Cooper. I mean, they always turn it on late in the season. It seems like, but in order to do that, they got to make it out of the district first. So that is TBD. But if they make it out of the district, I would not be shocked if they did something mm-hmm. like that. Well, speaking of Cooper, they are playing St. Henry as we are recording in the Doc Morris Classic. They went to extras and they are currently winning five four in the middle of the seventh. So, um. I mean, again, as as we that's speak, not extras. Oh, shoot, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what it was. I can't remember what I was watching. I think it was softball, and I just that's for whatever six, reason yeah. in my mind, is softball six or softball seven? No, no, softball seven. Softball yeah. seven. For whatever reason, though, I thought six instead of seven, and I did. I think I just again in my mind assumed high school. I don't know why. Which is crazy because I just talked about St. Henry and Beachwood being in the top of the seventh. I'm completely lost now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but they're in the middle of the seventh. So we're going to see if St. Henry will pull that one out. But that again, those are two pretty even teams. And like you said, it just kind of proves that St. Henry can compete with anyone. Uh, Cooper definitely can. As you said, they've got the talent to do so. Um, but it's a matter of putting it all together. But 
Um, that's that's a, that's our baseball talk for this episode. We got some other other news, Adam. We were actually talking about this recently about where what what what's gonna look, what's Dylan Hammond's gonna be up to next year from Grant County. Obviously, one of the best basketball players in the entire state. Um, he has been for the past however many years. Um, I, I I can't remember. I think he broke out onto the scene as a true fresh or I say true freshman as a freshman, right? Oh uh, yeah, it, was it a yeah. sophomore? Uh, sophomore year is when he's really started to take off, but he was playing as a freshman. I think sophomore year was the first year he averaged a double double, and then mm. he just absolutely took off from there. I mean, he did a fantastic career at Grant County. I think he mm-hmm. is their all time leading scorer and rebounder at this point. I think so. so. Yeah, good for him. Good mm-hmm. for him. He is he well. He is committed to Mount St. Joe, so he will play college basketball uh, in Cincinnati, which will be really fun to pay attention to. He's one of those players that I think is, I mean, we've seen a couple of examples of this. I know Adam Getz went to MSJ and then Kentucky Wesleyan. I think he could be one of those players that goes there, really proves who he is and catches the eyes. I don't know how he hasn't caught the eyes yeah. of other, or of other scouts. Um, and uh, no, no disrespect to MSJ. It's a solid program. And obviously uh, they've, pr- they produce a lot of quality players and they've had, I mean, they've, They've had a lot of good players go to that program, and it's for a reason. And it's for a reason that a lot of people keep going there. And I think it's, yeah. it's going to be. I'm going to be really interested to see how he does his first year, and then how that sort of serves as a base point for the rest of his college career. Because who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows what happens at that point? Um, uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of Adam Getz, I'm actually playing in the St. Henry Alumni Tournament <laughs> next week, yeah. and uh, we got the pleasure of drawing Adam Getz's team in the second round. So I'll let you know if he scores thirty or forty. <laughs> it's gonna be one of those. No, two. Adam, you got to lock him down. What, what were some of the other? <laughs> I mean, other there are a lot of uh, a lot of big names that anybody would recognize, right? In that uh, alumni tournament. Oh yeah, there, there's a few. Uh, Wyatt Beath and Jude Bessler playing in it. Uh, St. Henry's all-time leading scorer Rob Paget. That's a name from the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, just a lot of St. Henry alums. Not all basketball players. Uh, there's we don't have a single basketball player on our team. So <laughs> if we get a win, it'll be a good tournament. Yeah, it'll be a success. Well, I'm excited. We got to get a full debrief from that um, when that happens. So I'm I'm excited to hear all about that. Wish Our I was there. Stat Wish... line going to be like yeah. two, 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 and two. Hey, it's better than a trillion, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, man, I'm a, I'm gonna wish I would be there, but maybe maybe next year I'll have to figure it out. I'll start I'll start training. Um, then you know maybe I'll hit up uh, Jordan Nevels and say, hey, I got an alumni tournament that I need to be ready for next year. I think he'll um, kindly turn you down. <laughs> you know what? If I'm willing to pay for personal training sessions, shoot, I don't know. Maybe I mean I'm sure you're right because he's got other potentially Division One athletes that he would rather spend his time with. But um, speak. Well, speaking of Neville's and speaking of Newport, there they might have some more reinforcements coming from Cincinnati. Um, there's a rumor posted on Bluegrass Preps. That DJ Jackson or Deshaun Jackson uh, is transferring to Newport from Taft. Uh, I, I did a little bit of digging because obviously, again, a rumor. His Twitter has not been active since February 1st when he posted a highlight reel. Uh, but his bio still says Taft, class of 24. Um, but his bio also says from Covington, Kentucky. So I, I don't know if that's where he, I don't know if that's where he grew up or if that's just. I mean, he lived there for a while and he just kind of has it. Um, it doesn't seem like his Twitter is, again, completely active. So he also might have set that a long time ago and just hasn't changed it. Um, but again, nonetheless, that is a rumor posted on Bluegrass Preps. Um, and some, I mean, 
if it is true, some of the stats, according to the uh, Cincinnati Metro Athletic Conference website, he averaged 8.2 points, 8.3 assists, 1.9 steals, 1.7 blocks, as well as 3.1 rebounds last season. Um, so essentially they're getting Tail and Kenny again, and just someone who's except just someone who does it all. I mean, eight points and eight assists is yeah. absurd. That's I mean, that's incredible. I mean, putting <laughs> that into the back backcourt of Taylor and Kenny and Jabari Covington, I, I mean that's... yeah. I know we I know it's awfully early and we've already kind of said I mean Newport has I mean they have to be the favorite going into next year already just because of how young they are and the fact that they just won the region. Don't but count out Cooper. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Don't count out Cooper. But when you when you add someone like that from uh from Taft and I, I would assume at some point would have played with Rayvon Griffin. So he's played with talent like that, uh, like Newport has too. I mean, shoot, that's how, oh, man, I'm already excited for basketball season because I, I, well, I want to see if this is true, first of all, because again, it is a rumor, but um, it, it is, I mean, we're going to, we're going to have to see. So I think, uh, I think maybe we're going to have to reach out and find out for ourselves because basketball season's over. But uh, Adam Coach Snap definitely keeping Newport, uh, right at that level, or not even right at that level. He just is figuring out how can they get better, and they're going to be right back in it next year. So that's going to be interesting to say. But um, Adam, anything anything else before we uh, wrap up and get out of here? Uh, no. Uh, just happy to be back uh, talking to you guys. Uh, you know how much I love baseball, so I'll be following uh, the rest of the season very closely. Uh, I. Uh, I mean, one of the my, one of my favorite weekends of the year is uh, the regional tournament weekend at Florence Yalls. Mm. So very excited for that. And also, there's a big event at Florence Yalls Stadium I was today. Just uh, gonna say, yeah. yeah, Thomas Moore's opening up their season, and they're interviewing uh, David Justice on yeah. 700 WLW. Yeah, they, people uh, forget saw... he went to Covington Latin and Thomas Moore. <laughs> that is, I love telling people that because yeah. you know everybody's that I know that has an Xbox is playing the show and they see David Justice and they talk about his card and I'm like, or watch Moneyball, exactly. Yeah. And you know, I'll say, hey, did you guys know that he went to Covington Latin? And by the way, let me tell you about the school Covington Latin is. You know, tell him about you know, it's just anyone who knows coming to latin and sees the career that david justice has had i mean for it's it's crazy to see someone that legendary come from the 859 in its own and for covington latin which with all due respect produces some damn smart people but it, i mean just because of the nature of the school how you go you start early or, or earlier in your schooling career the athletics it it definitely makes it a whole different ball game no pun intended. And David Justice, right there. I mean, it. I mean, I guess I should fact check myself. They had it was there was a similar story, or I guess they did the same thing back then, right? Where I think you start your freshman year. Or yeah, your I think seventh he graduated year. at sixteen. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. Oh my gosh! I mean, shoot. Some. I mean, credit to Thomas Moore for taking him in, and I mean, clearly it worked out pretty dang well. So. We're, I mean, I, I, I need to, we're going to have to find out some, uh, or find if anybody posted any videos or sound clips and retweet that on our Twitter at 859insider. But um, another programming note, I guess uh, we're going to have, I guess we're going to have another live ep- episode of the uh, podcast. We got to get something with uh, our golf trip come August with uh, oh, Hilton yeah. Head, you know, go live from uh, from the beach or from the golf course. And we'll get some, we'll get some commentary <laughs> from other uh Former St. Henry athletes, so we can maybe get some there. But you know, athletes in quotations there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they played sports at St. Henry. We are both St. Henry athletes. 
you are very much more a St. Henry athlete than me, but hey, I let her, I let her, I let her twice in tennis. You don't have to ask <laughs> any more questions about that. That's all I'm going to say. Um, but th- that'll do it for this episode. Thank you guys for listening. For Adam Conrad, I'm Noah Ziegler. We'll see you next time.